Welcome to the GNO podcast. There are a lot of beliefs, opinions, and values out there, and nailing down yours can be tricky. Join us as we explore and discuss a variety of topics to help us figure out who we are, decide who we want to become, and learn how to best support each other along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to the second part of leadership. We are going to go ahead and dive right in. This podcast, you guys, it's so funny because I was listening on, I, I went down to meet my friend Caroline Hampton, shout out. Good old Carol. I drove <laughs> halfway between here and Nashville to meet her for a hike. It wasn't halfway. It was like two hours each way, and it only takes like two and a half hours to get to Nashville. But <laughs> but anyways, we went hiking, and I was listening to a podcast on the way down, and it was about perfectionism. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I haven't really thought about perfectionism before. And then like literally three minutes into it, I was like, this is not something I struggle with at all. <laughs> I do not think that I need anything to be perfect to a fault. And I thought of you, Courtney. So I was like, Courtney (laughs) likes to, you always like to make sure that everything is planned and good and Mm -hmm. like as good as it could possibly be, like with our social media content and like (laughs) your preparation for the podcast. It's like, it needs to be great. And I'm showing up and I'm like, y'all, I have three words written down. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist. Literally when we sat down, Courtney was like, I have an order of business. And she wanted to talk about our Instagram account because she's posting content for it. And not only did she want like our opinions on what to post, which is totally fine, but she wanted dates. She wanted specific dates on when she was going to post. And in my mind, I was like, and just like, when you get to it, like, just, you know, just no. post it. And she's like, okay, what dates? Okay, these dates. Okay, that sounds good. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> I never even thought about that. Like, I was just gonna like, throw it up there okay. when I was feeling like it. What? And I just is funny, because uh, I agree, like, that's, I'm not that way. I don't think I exhibit. But it's like, qualities. it's okay. good, though, because I think <laughs> this is like, such a funny tie to leadership and thinking back to last week, when we were talking about good leaders. And yes, I'm now putting us in that category. So, um, amongst each other, (laughs) uh, so like good leaders lean into each other's strengths and we could see these differences and get really frustrated by them. Mm -hmm. Or we can be like, (laughs) well, heck yes, Courtney date those Instagram posts. Like this is awesome. Um, instead of like, oh my gosh, you're stressing me out, Mm -hmm. which this is stressing you out. This conversation might be stressing (laughs) you out her eyes twitch <laughs> no maybe a smidge I honestly didn't know where you were I didn't know you were diving into this oh I didn't as soon either as, as soon as you said you know perfectionism I was like Ugh. you know <laughs> I don't know if you saw me trying to hide oh yeah my, I did hide in my shirt yeah retreat like a shell <laughs> you know turtle. Like a turtle conflict conflict it. yeah I'm like dang like um but yeah you're right I mean I do see the world as it could be and yeah. I'm constantly striving for that uh it also That's is exhausting good at times because you know it feels my mind can be very black and white sometimes and it's like Mm. there's a right way there's a wrong way and so as I am working and collaborating with other people I have to remind myself not to be so rigid there are a multitude of ways to do things Mm -hmm. and and so yeah I appreciate you leaning into Mm -hmm. that as your strength though and recognizing that snaps um was a little nervous not gonna lie I mean there's there's good and bad to both but yeah because of you we have an excellent podcast yeah well and I also don't want to let you guys down you know I think I'm thinking like well if I 
and this isn't true, but in my mind too, it's like, oh, if I don't get this out in time or in the right time or how we all want it, then it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. Every The entire thing is going to be a bust, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. this one picture of the three of us didn't get posted. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a little dramatic. You <laughs> know, again, already shared with you guys in another episode, I'm dramatic in general. We know this. <laughs> but I think like, yeah, and but instead of looking at it all the time as like a negative thing, you know, looking at it as a oh, okay, well no, we're this is going to be organized, this is going to be efficient and effective and we're going to have this mm. ready to go and that's a great thing. Yeah. That's a great leadership skill if you will. <laughs> leader. Slightly the leader. Anyways, I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up. Thanks Liz for that. I have two leaders to talk about and one of them is real and one of them (gasps) is fictional so the first one is the real one is Elissa Goodson I think of her as kind of like a non-traditional leader if you Mm. will like she Mm. reached out and showed value Mm. she really cared about us three and then also like so many other people like she would check in and see how people were doing and like you could just tell she genuinely valued people mm-hmm. um and then she also had a ton of integrity yeah just the kindest person the hardest working person so yeah. you know always did the right thing and I really appreciated that and then also she led by example with those things and then also just like growing into herself I guess I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like a way to say it but like like she was always trying to do better mm-hmm. and always trying to be more vocal and always trying to work on some of her weak spots. Mm -hmm. And that was really inspirational to watch. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I really appreciated that. And she's, you know, people who don't know her, like she wasn't the CEO or the president or, you know, of a company or anything. She was one of those leaders that like, like she was, she was a director. And then also she just like worked so hard to elevate everyone around her. Mm -hmm. Um, And wasn't the loudest person in the room. I think that Never. that's a misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But she just tried to get the most out of everyone else in the room, which I think is cool. Mm. So her. And then my second fictional one. Oh, my gosh. I cannot shut up about this person. <laughs> my, if anyone in my small group is listening, they're rolling their eyes. Uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. Ted Lasso. Oh, on Apple TV. Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> Courtney, you have to do it. And Catherine, you have to do yeah, it. You haven't watched it. I know, it's I have so it. good. But I've heard he good things. It's so good. And he's such a good leader. And he's so just like he's always trying to listen to people and always trying to elevate people mm-hmm. and uh, like never taking himself too seriously, but like taking everyone else around him seriously. And he just pursues people so hard people mm-hmm. who don't like him, people who disagree with him people who are trying to throw shade at him. Like he just pursues and tries to understand and tries to love them. Mm -hmm. And I really think that Ted Lasso is like kind of this weird manifestation of Jesus Mm. on the big screen. Um, I think that like that is a way that it would look. Mm. I don't mean to be sacrilegious, but like Mm. it really got that deep for me. Also Mm. Jen Hatmaker shares my sentiments. Okay. So So it's, it's uh, official. It has a stamp of it has relevance. Yeah. Those are my leaders. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that means we need to recommend Ted Lasso. And oh, yeah. To us, Courtney and I, and to our listeners. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Put it in, in the show notes. The link will not include an Apple TV membership. Yes. You will Sorry. have to get that on your own. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. 
Well, I have one person that comes to mind anytime I think about leadership. This person is the first and really only person that comes to mind, not to say that other people aren't good leaders, but this person just has been the best leader that I've ever had the opportunity to work with and sit under. Mm. His name's Fred, and he has he was one of my bosses for actually seven years total, so I um, started working with him through the summers and then ended up coming on full-time for three years and got to, to work under him then. But he is just an incredible leader. And I'll say this because I really think it'll continue to be true. He's the best boss I've ever had. And I think he'll be the best boss that I ever will have the opportunity of having. I just don't think like anyone can beat him. Um, And I know, yeah, (laughs) I know that that's like a big statement, but so far I've had many bosses since him and like, there've been good, good people, good bosses, but no one's no one's come close to just displaying the characteristics that he does. So something that I always think about when I think about Fred is he truly is a servant leader. And if you've grown up in the faith space, you've probably heard like servant leadership, be like Jesus, be a servant. And like it maybe has come off like in a negative way or been like, oh, that's like unattainable or whatever. But what I mean by servant leadership is truly just like a helper, a server, like someone who deeply cares for not only the people he's leading, but the, the people under them and whatever the company is, whatever the you know program or platform is, someone who truly just wants to serve and, and wants to kind of uh, display that. So that's a downward movement. And he, I remember like, I was talking about this earlier, I guess in the last episode about not elevating yourself above the people that you're leading, mm-hmm. but like being right there with them. And that's totally him. Like, he would go like unclog a toilet, like he mm-hmm. would go, you know, help clean up after dinner or whatever the task was, like he wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty or do something that maybe was like, not his role. And um, that was never, you know, who he was and or is he just yeah. like very much emblem that and so yeah, or embodied that. And so that's one thing. And then I always felt like my opinions, and my thoughts mattered so much. And it wasn't just like, Hey, everyone's thoughts and opinions matter, but I truly felt that from him in the way that he would like engage with me and the way that he would intentionally like seek out and pursue the things that I was thinking on different topics. And really like when I had ideas, like, okay, yeah, let's run with that. Let's try that out. Like, what would that look like? Like, let's dig deeper. And sometimes maybe they weren't great ideas, but he was never like, no, that's a terrible idea. Like we would talk through it. And I just felt like he really valued that. And then he trusted me and like, to a T. I mean, I just always felt immense trust from him um, to me. And and he's just like one of those people too, that anytime I think about like, oh, I need a recommendation or like a reference for whether it's a job I'm applying for or something else, like he's the first one that comes to mind. Um, so just super thankful for him and his leadership in my life and continue to be a friend to both my husband and I and super grateful for that. But I, there are so many things I could say about him, but that is just like, the person that pops into my head when I think about leadership. Yeah. Fred, uh, way to like set the standards, set the bar, man. Like she said, you were the best boss she ever will have. I literally did buy him a mug when I left that said world's best boss, like Michael Scott from the office. I gave it to him. And while Michael Scott is entertaining, he is by no means the world's best boss. But Fred, (laughs) you are. (laughs) I'm like, Fred, are you hiring? (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, I think too, like something I was thinking of when we were talking is just the way that culture 
genderifies leadership. Is that a word I can use maybe? But like mm-hmm. the way that I feel like the way that they see men in leadership versus the way they see women is mm-hmm. different. And if women act like men, air quotes, <laughs> act like men in a leadership role, it's taken as like aggressive or um, yeah. Yeah. Like those types of things. Whereas when a man is like maybe acting and, and I think with that, it's like making decisions, being mm-hmm. quick, like decisive, knowing what needs to be done, like direct. action direct. That's mm-hmm. when a, those attributes are present in a female, it's taken as like negative. It's a negative thing where mm-hmm. in, in a male it's positive. Yeah. And that's really frustrating. It is. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you exhibit those characteristics. Which I do. So naturally. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like Fred never was that way and never acted that way towards me. And like I would say he like maybe embodied more of the like emotions and empathy mm-hmm. and like like I said, servitude more than me. I think those are things I am always continuing to work on. We almost are like opposites and gender roles in a way, but that was never like something that he pushed down on me for but I've been in other positions where whether it's leaders above me or people beside me or even below me maybe who are just like like you can't say that because you're a woman like they're not saying that but that's what they're saying you know and Mm -hmm. I think that that's frustrating because it's just equating to this like gender analysis that the world has decided okay men can be this way but women can't and when a woman is like that no matter what they're just like not a good leader even if it's like literally a man just said the same thing and you agreed Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've even noticed that in myself, like where I can be really intimidated by women Mm -hmm. who are really direct in a way that I'm not by men. men. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I've noticed that. Mm -hmm. I've so noticed that in Mm -hmm. myself. And because I think when I meet a woman, I'm like, oh, I guess we're going to like bond really connect or something. I don't know. (laughs) Women in the workplace. Uh, Unite. Right. And then, and then I'm like, Oh, okay. We're running with it. Yeah. I wasn't going to say that too, though, actually. Mm -hmm. Like I I wasn't going to say that I naturally feel intimidated by them, but that it's not only, you know, if a woman is direct and is seen as a leader and it, you know, exhibits some of these similar qualities that a quote unquote man, male leader Mm -hmm. does, but you know, it could be taken out of context or context, context, excuse me. It can be taken out of context by the men, but also women. Like women will look mm-hmm. at her too at times mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. oh, wow, she's she's something, isn't she? Yeah. She's real sassy or whatever versus being like, again, recognizing mm-hmm. what those traits actually are. And it's like, no, she's very direct. She doesn't put fluff in her emails, mm-hmm. right? Why do I feel like I have to put exclamation points Amen. Email sometimes or like, smiley faces. Actually, not professional. No, it's not professional no. at all. Like I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, and I'm not writing an email to convey emotion. I'm giving you details. Like yeah, that's what an email or just is. Direction, and then you know, refer back to it, and that's it. You know, and so, yeah. but oftentimes I do feel that, and I see that especially within, you know, the women. You know, they're longer, they're fluffier, myself included. I do that. And I find myself spending 45 minutes to write an email sometimes because I want to be so strategic to make sure no one's offended or it comes, it it comes across right. Right. Whereas I can receive an email from a male coworker Mm -hmm. colleague sometimes that just says, yeah, sounds good, bro. Ah. Like what? Ah You know? And like, there are like abbreviations, all these things. And I'm like, I would, they abbreviated Never, like, Courtney to bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, things, yeah, or bro. You know, and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, this is to your boss. Like, I yeah. don't understand. I, I and literally, though, like, I think that just goes back to what I'm saying, the way that culture 
portrays this and puts genders and roles within leadership of like women you are supposed to be more fluffy and more emotional and more like you know whatever but then when we're emotionally charged in a sense of like let's get it done like let's be snappy let's make decisions then it's negative but it's like Mm. culture wants women to be emotional but only in a positive sense they also want women to be passive and submissive and if you remember my or why do you assume that episode I talked about that in the workplace and how I don't embody those characteristics and I was told I needed to smile more like that's not that's not leadership and like where are you telling the men to smile more like I'm just saying it's it's such a disconnect and it's not fair to hold certain genders to certain standards and then like you're saying Courtney it's reinforcing that for yourself so now you're over here thinking about fluffing an email because you feel like you have to because you're a woman and that's not fair right like I don't want to be rude and it's like I was never actually rude yeah yeah right yeah and I think I'm thinking while we're talking about several movies a couple Sandra Bullock movies that pop into mind, which I love her, but That's but also I feel like there's more movies like this where the woman is like the I can't think of a word for this that doesn't include profanity. <laughs> <laughs> the hard butt, I don't know. The hard butt. Wow. I don't want to get like an explicit on our podcast, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, where she's like the CEO and she's like very, mm-hmm. you know, get it done. Like the devil wears Prada. The proposal. Yes. And like the, but like the trajectory is like they get super soft. And now I'm thinking, mm. you know, that's like, what makes them human. It, it, like they become human again. They, but like okay. that's what we're all we're rooting for them to be like way less. And I'm not saying it's like mm-hmm. bad for them to be soft, but it, it feels like mm-hmm. like you don't see movies like About that where men. the men, <laughs> yeah, right. get soft yeah. at the end. And yeah, like, oh, wow. you yeah, see that. That's true. Gender roles, I'm telling you. And it's like deeply rooted in our culture. And it's like, I think it's subconscious in a lot of ways. And so then it's like, we're thinking we have to be this way or that way. And so we're just subconsciously taking on these things or altering our speech or our emails or whatever to fit this. And we might not even realize it. Mm -hmm. And, but that's like what culture wants of us. And I just don't laugh. I was talking with my career coach when I was doing some prep work for an interview and he was saying like, uh, he was talking about my communication, excuse me, talking about my communication. And he was like, you communicate well. And I'm not saying this to brag on myself, but he was like, so many women, they'll just laugh. Mm. Like so many women I meet with, they'll just do the giggle. They'll like talk and then they'll giggle at the end. Or they'll, they'll talk and then they'll giggle. Why are they giggling? I don't. What are they giggling well, about? Well, but like, but watch, this happens. Yeah. Like this is a thing where if you're like in co-ed groups or something, this is at camp. This is a softball. <laughs> but like, if you're in a group with like a guy and a gal, and the women do, they'll just like be they'll more giggly. They'll say something serious, and then they'll giggle like to, to yeah. like soften it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little oh, bit absolutely. to make it like yes, a little, that's, that's no, true. I'm not trying to be funny. No, people, like, I know people yeah, do you that. Know, like, well, yeah. I think we could do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like what, it's to soften it, or to or be like. Let me say my thought, but I don't know. I mean, whatever. Oh, people. Uh, Yes. Women do that all the time. Something, something, something. But I don't know. Maybe I've even done that. And it's like you discredit yourself. It's like, no, just say it and be, that's it. Like, period. End of sentence. Mm. That gives me some stuff to to process and really think about, though. Like, just the gender roles within leadership. Next time you're in a meeting, like, like just observe too. I I will too. Like even of ourselves, like observe ourselves, but other people. Teenage, teenage girls. I know you work with teenage girls. They're the worst offenders. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was when I was a teenage girl. Yeah. I love them. 
<laughs> I love them. But it's like, it, it's wild because it's like within that though, it's just giving me like this grand list of aspects of leadership mm. to work on. You know, yeah. it's like, I already have things that I'm thinking about and trying to work on, but now it's like, <laughs> it's good to keep growing. Here's 15 mm. more. No, <laughs> Add it to your list. Yeah, what's on your list, Courtney? Yeah, <laughs> putting me on the spot here. Um, okay. One of the greater things that I'm working on right now within leadership is honestly being decisive. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker <laughs> to anybody who knows me. I am probably one of the most indecisive people I've ever met. Um, Did someone tell you that? Catherine said it. <laughs> And so have many others. She's deciding which person to share has said this. Yes, I know. No, many others have as well. And honestly, oh. it, it it frustrates me as well. And right now I am serving as like the interim director. Mm. And that's something where my team will ask me something and I need to make a decision mm. and I'll say it. And then I'm like, but I don't know. I mean, but hold on. And it's really because I'm trying to weigh out mm. every single possible option, mm. right? What's the best? If this happens, what, you know? And it's just not, it's impossible, you know, yeah. it's impossible to do. I want to be overly prepared, but also I want to choose the right way. Again, mm. there's no specific right way. And so oftentimes I'll either do that or I find myself just going directly and asking my coworkers to like, well, what do you guys think? You know, and sometimes that is good and that's needed, right? Mm -hmm. But other times it's less than helpful. Instead of having everybody else weigh in on things, I just need to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, the greatest decision I made recently was which puppy I was going to get, which <laughs> dog I was buying from uh, Catherine and Dalton, right? Because their dogs are puppies. Four weeks. Stop. I mean, maybe. And I was still unsure. And after I sent them my official choice, I still immediately was like, did I make the wrong decision? I don't know. You know, and it's like, girl chill first off both of these puppies are adorable you know and so but I mean I see that in every aspect of my life and it's I don't know if it just derives of from a fear of just making a really large mistake and so mm -hmm. something I'm trying to work on right now is just being decisive mm -hmm. and honestly not even having everybody else weigh in so mm -hmm. I just need to make a decision yeah, course, yeah. and make it for me and maybe it's the right decision maybe it's not mm -hmm. we're gonna see and whatever it is, we're going to roll with it. Yeah. That's probably my greatest one right now. Yeah. My leadership list, it's kind of what we were just talking about a little bit ago. Confidence in myself as a leader. Mm. So I really, I think I struggle a lot with confidence in general with not doing the backtracking after mm. I've stated an opinion. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Expressing an opinion just in general, mm. I think, mm -hmm. like – I like the reaching out to people. I like the, you know, complimenting people and elevating others. And I know I probably have so much room to grow in that as well. But um, I think when it does come to s taking charge when you need to, mm -hmm. and like when people look to you for direction to providing that, I think that I sometimes struggle with like my confidence in my ability to provide direction mm -hmm. and be, you know, pretty firm about it mm -hmm. when necessary. Mm. that's good I think for me I can always just continue to work on humility as a leader um I know we were talking earlier about like pride and you know nobody <laughs> likes that um no 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 I mean like I don't like that either but I think I do struggle like I 
typically like want recognition for what I do. And I think it's just to like prove my own value and worth to like an organization or a company and show like, hey, like I'm doing well at the job that you've tasked me with. But it also can come across as like prideful and like, mm-hmm. okay, I yeah. want all the credit. Um, and obviously when you're leading a team, like, sure, there might be certain things that it's like, okay, you, you did, or you owned, but a lot of it is from the team. And so like the whole team is getting the credit. And typically when you're a leader, you are, you know, surrounding yourself with different people who bring different strengths and maybe different areas that you're weak, they're strong in. And as a team, you're delivering deliverables or what whatnot. And so with all of that, you are elevating your team and showing like, hey, they killed it at this or they killed it at that. And you kind of have that we, they mentality, which I think is all good. And even like pointing out specific team members that are on your team of like, hey, this person, you know, did this and this person did that. Um, But I think at times, like I still struggle with just having humility in that. Um, And I think it's just an area of growth for me personally. And pride is something that I struggle with. Like, just honestly, I remember many, many years ago, um, being a part of like a kind of lesson on pride and thinking like, oh, I'm not prideful. And then we like started talking and I was like, oh crap. Like, yes, I am. Um, Says the prideful person. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what gave you it away? Yeah. You were really excited. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> you were pride. Prideful. Nailed that. Nope. Um, I was young and dumb. But anyway, and then another thing I think is just being a good listener. I just think that's always something that I can work on. I think as a culture we're often like listening to respond instead of like mm, listening to really absorb yeah. and take in. Yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of that. And um, especially in leadership and with a team, it's really important to listen to the people under you and really hear them. Again, it goes into the value piece and the trust. So instead of sitting there thinking, what's my next thing going to be? I'm really listening to understand and to hear mm. from people. So those are areas that I definitely yeah. can work on. Wow. You know, it's everyone's favorite time. <laughs> Tell us. Ooh, what is it? It's time for recommendations. recommendations. Always your favorite part of the episode where <laughs> Cat Court and Liv bring Sing. your recommendation. Oh, I, yeah, I was going for the singing too. <laughs> where we sing talk. Oh, no. <laughs> they probably hate that part, but we'll get a jingle one day. <laughs> Season two. Anyway, all right. Court Court brought her own recommendation, so I feel like she should start. Oh my literally god. Literally. It was one of the twelve books and binders and computers the she brought. In this room. The saltiness. We've don't, been hating on her. Don't hate on me because I'm prepared. <laughs> so the recommendation that I have for you guys is a book by Brene Brown. Ugh. The we queen, love her. We talked queen. about her and shame. We talk about great. her like all the time yeah. because she's just a boss. She is. So mm-hmm. Brene Brown's book, it is called Dare to Lead. And go. I will just read you guys a little snippet oh. um, from the side. So Inside says, scoop. A leader is anyone who takes responsibility for recognizing the potential in people and ideas and has the courage to develop that potential. When we dare to lead, we don't pretend to have the right answers. We stay curious and ask the right questions. We don't see power as finite and hoard it. We know that power becomes infinite when we share it with others. And they, we don't avoid difficult conversations and situations. We lean into vulnerability when it's necessary to do good work. Yes. Mm. So this book is jam-packed with great research stories and examples of just how to be a better leader. And so 
Brene is amazing. I don't know if you've seen TED Talks by her or read any of her other books, but her book, Dare to Lead, is a great one. So pick it up. Love her. Also, now I see why she brought it because she was going to read an excerpt from it. I just thought you wanted to bring it just so you didn't forget, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't really know why you brought it. There's a lot of shade. (laughs) It's fine. I'll receive it. I'll come for y'all another episode. You've already come for me many, many times. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. What's your recommendation, Catherine? (laughs) Yes. So. I really struggle with this, honestly, because I feel like there's so many books and podcasts Mm. and things out there on leadership. So really, I do have a specific recommendation I'm going to give. But first, I want to say, I think you just got to do the work. Like you got to whatever it is for you, if it's listening to podcasts, if it's reading, if you've got certain people that you want to follow, but invest, do the work. If you're leading in any capacity, whether that be one person or 20 people, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're leading in the home, you're a mom and you're leading your kids, or if you're leading at work, or, you know, if you're leading in like some sort of ministry or volunteer group, um, I think you can always be learning. And so kind of part one of my recommendation is just to do the work, be a lifelong learner and just keep investing. But part two is I'm sure probably if you guys have heard of Ted talks or watched any, you probably watched some, um, from Simon Sinek. I think that's how you say his last name, but he has some great ones on leadership that I would highly recommend looking up. And if you're not familiar with TED Talks, they're usually like 10 to 15 minute talks. So they're pretty short, manageable, um, really like to the point, get in, like drive home, whatever they're discussing and talking about. That's something you could even, you know, listen to in the car. You don't have to be watching it necessarily. But Simon Sinek, I would recommend any of his, any of his TED Talks on leadership. My leadership recommendation is a book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's super cool. I have to be fully honest. I've never finished it. I've what? started it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I finished it and I'll recommend it. I'll, she I'll be, oh, you finished she it. Yeah. Fully be effective she's not. I'm not. I know, right? It's, that's why I haven't finished it because I haven't finished it, right? Oh my gosh. Um, that's funny because I actually recommended it to Catherine and then she finished it. And yep. I haven't finished it. Um, but I've read most of it and it's incredible. They like, he just talks about it's Stephen Covey um, or Co- Covey. I don't know, oh, but Covey. Okay. So he talks about all of these different ways to kind of, I guess, organize your character almost if you will like he goes really in depth it's not necessarily like a professional book I feel like it like it definitely applies to your professional life but I feel like a lot of what he speaks to is personal stuff Mm -hmm. that is just going to like emanate out of you no matter where you are Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's really cool and I feel like it the integrity piece that we've touched on with leadership I feel like this really gets Mm -hmm. at that in a lot of ways um every Every habit, if you will, talks a lot about that. So mm. that's a good one. Yeah. And watch out. Ted Lasso. And watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that book has been out for many years and still holds true. So yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Well, there you go. Leadership part two in the books. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe to stay up to date on our latest content. Don't forget to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening from. And we'd love to hear from you. So reach out to let us know what content you want to hear in the future. This podcast is edited by Katherine Compo.
Show notes are written by Olivia DeHart. And the podcast is produced by Courtney Tilford, Catherine Compo, and Olivia DeHart.